Today opens the formal, mandatory minicamp, and all eyes will be on, well, not Mitch Trubisky. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Minicamp gets going at 10 a.m. I'll be covering it. For DK Pittsburgh Sports, looking forward to everything that it offers, which essentially is really just OTAs plus. It runs like 20 minutes longer, but there's not that much more to it. I want to share with you one of the funny things I've picked up along the way through these off-season workouts. There will be certain subjects that you bring up with guys that'll, just because of conversation, lead to other things. I can't tell you how many times I've spoken with someone on whatever, and it'll swing back to Mitch. And you're thinking, I know right now, why? You know, I don't get much sense that the fan base talks about Mitch anymore, at least not since it had become clear that Mitch was going to stick around and then Mitch signed the extension and everything else. So what's what's to say? Well, this is what I get, and this was from one player with whom I was speaking last week. He said, I I wish people knew the extent to which Mitch makes a difference around here. And I'm going to remind you here, I wasn't talking about Mitch. I actually don't remember the subject, but Mitch comes up. He's always there. He's a leader in every way. So, you know, as long as it's there, I ask about the relationship between Mitch and Kenny, although that's now becoming very obvious. If you saw the the social media pics of uh, Mitch and Kenny and being together at some family event, uh, they, they're legit really good friends and they're legit supporting each other. So I'll ask about that and you'll get, oh, yeah, the whole dynamics changed. They were both put into a position last summer where they had to compete with each other. And, of course, Mason Rudolph was, at least according to the coaching staff, in that mix as well. So there wasn't going to be that same comfort level. Now everybody comes in and they know where they're supposed to be. They know where they're slotted. Doesn't mean they have to accept it. Doesn't mean they have to embrace it. But it means they at least know and they can function accordingly they can behave accordingly and mitch has been who how do i put this remember how weird it seemed that even after mitch wasn't the starting quarterback that he was still the offensive captain no he he, he really was for those of you who weren't aware that lasted right through the end Kenny's going out there as a starting quarterback and getting all the headlines and everything else here, and Mitch is still going out for the coin toss. I don't think that's going to be the case again this year. That would be really strange. But it says a lot about who he was in 2022 and now who he is in 2023. Whether he has become, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this, complacent? That sounds mean. Let me try something else. Whether he sounds as if he's okay with being the backup, and there are quarterbacks who reach that stage of their careers where they say, listen, I did 
everything I could. There's only 32 of these jobs. There's only so much I can do to control my own movement from one roster to another. I am just going to be this. That's not necessarily a negative, okay? It just means, look, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be the best that I can at it. And at the same time, I'm going to make sure that I'm ready. The same way Mitch was, you'll recall, when he had to be summoned in relief with Kenny's second concussion in 2022. Well, I'm here today to give credit not only to Mitch for becoming what he's become here in Pittsburgh, but also to everyone involved in what had been, if you'll recall, the only subject any of us was discussing around this time a year ago or maybe 14 months ago. Because it was all quarterback, 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 replacing Ben. How do you do that? Who's the starter? What's it going to take to get rid of Mitch? Remember all your questions last year about what week do you think it is that Mitch will lose his job? And And then there were your Mason backers who felt he didn't have the chance that he deserved with all the hype when he was drafted, whatever. And uh, what's it going to take for Kenny to get out there and... Somehow, this year, as of just a couple months ago, all of that had matured into, well, do they really need Mitch to be the backup quarterback? And then Mason comes back with his tail between his legs when nobody else signs him. And it's like, oh, come on. They don't still need Mason, too. What are they doing here? But it's turned out to be a really nice bit of maneuvering by management by Mike Tomlin, by Omar Khan, but really more than anyone at all to credit here by Kevin Colbert. Remember, this was KC's last big thing. He said this, that he wanted to achieve. He wanted to leave this franchise with the quarterback who would be in place for years to come. Now, He wasn't the one responsible for having other teams pass up on Kenny and having Kenny fall, if you, in fact, believe that Kenny fell and deserved to be picked where he was. But everything that happens along the way tends to happen for a reason. And these guys did a very nice job, I think, reacting the way they did to Ben's retirement, making it known to Ben that he wasn't going to get another year even if that's something that they weren't necessarily making, you know, billboards out of to put up on Mount Washington. They did well here. They did well here. And it's 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 a good situation, I feel, that the Steelers have going into this coming season and ideally for seasons to come at quarterback. Is it going to be compared to what everyone else has in the AFC North beginning with Joe Burrow? Sure it is. And it should be. That's always the bar that you want to set before anything else, whether it's for individual positioning or the overall roster. He should be compared to Burrow, even if it doesn't seem fair. He should be compared to Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. And yeah, he's going to have to earn his way into those becoming favorable comparisons. But I really like the way it's happened as quickly as it has, especially considering that the previous quarterback class of that draft was, well, remember, Kenny and then Malik Willis. When we come back, no J1Q today. Do something a little bit different for my friend Stan Saver. 
This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. In lieu of a J1Q today, and this is going to apply to all three of this morning's daily shots, I want to share a few thoughts on Stan Saverin, who passed away last night at age 76. A lot of you will know I worked with Stan for a lot of years. What you won't know, and I'm going to share a story with you, just like everybody's going to have a story today, whether you're a Steelers fan Penguins fan, Pirates fan, a local college sports fan. Stan was all over everything, and he was everywhere, and he was accommodating to everyone. And I can take this back to my childhood, and I'm talking childhood here. My mother was, uh, my late mother was in the infancy of her own uh, radio career, building up a folk music show and a following at a tiny little station that I believe still exists, WIXZ AM in East McKeesport. little building on a corner there, uh, really distinct as you drive past it, but otherwise you wouldn't know it exists. And Stan was a young up-and-comer trying to build his brand in sports and doing quite well at it. No one's surprised, I'm sure, now. And... My mom would come in every Sunday, and she would do her show right after Stan was done. And Stan was such a gentleman, so accommodating, so helpful. My mother was, English was her second language. And that made such an impression on me, like larger than life, because I'm going to repeat, this is way before Stan became Stan. He didn't have have some kind of impression on anybody, not not my mom, not me, not any of the various people working in that small building. But that's exactly who he was. You can't fake it. You can't have it just kind of morph along the way. He was exactly that guy, working relentlessly and at the same time being kind and generous to others. You will hear so many different versions of this story in our city over the next few days as people remember what Stan meant, not just to the sports community, but to all of Pittsburgh. I watched him go from being that guy to being uh, the Stan and guy, love the show, co-hosts who made the old KBL sports beat which was the only way a lot of us could see highlights or see interviews. Everything was done through that show or when Stan was on one of the various local uh, network affiliates. And each time it was with the same calm, level-headed, and respectful demeanor. This doubly applied, I always felt, and this impressed me maybe as much as anything about his career. With the way he dealt with uh, talk show callers who, let's face it, okay, he wouldn't say this and I do, are not necessarily always the cream of society. And he always found a way to make all of them 
seemingly feel equal. So whether it was uh, me getting interviewed on Stan's show, which we would set up from all different locations, I'd be traveling somewhere with the Penguins or the Pirates or whatever, and he'd have me on remotely, or those really, I'm not going to lie to you, uncomfortable situations where uh, I would be filling in on someone else's radio show and Stan was supposed to be the guest and I'm interviewing Stan and this just felt so wrong, right? <laughs> like, who am I to be interviewing this guy? Every time a piece of us passes, we're all the poorer for it. A piece of Pittsburgh has passed in Stan Saverin. We're all the poorer for it. But as someone who believes in trying to to find the sunnier side of things in life i also believe that our sports culture in this city and our culture overall got really classed up by the omnipresence of stan saverin in our little world deepest condolences from me to the members of the Saverin family. We'll have another show tomorrow.